At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everybody. My name is Kiana Watson. I am the co-host here on the Rants and Gems show. Um, I will be taking over for today. Um, My co-host, Matt MG, the mortgage guy, he could not make it. So I'm going to hold it down. So I want you guys to comment in the chat. We will be answering your questions as they come in. But I'm really excited about this episode because I myself, as Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576, I am always in tune with the real estate market, and I want to make sure that you guys have the education you need to make smart decisions when it comes to purchasing or selling real estate, all right? Let's just hop right into it, because I started this off on my Instagram page, and I was talking about the metro Atlanta area. Oh, we're not live? Let me turn this mute. It says you're in the show. Well, let me continue on so y'all get the backdrop together. Okay. Excuse the technical difficulties. So it appears we are live and we are about to get started. I want to talk to you about the metro Atlanta area and also what's going on around the world when it comes to decreases in the purchase price and a reduction in people that are just buying and selling property right now. So let me just tell you one thing. The great thing about um, just knowing the information, you can help make an informed decision. So let me start first with the metro Atlanta area. We have most recently had 2,966 price reductions in the last seven days. What does this mean for our market? This means that people are recessing. So I don't, no matter if you believe we're in a recession or not, if you think we're in a recession, we are. If you don't think we're in a recession, things are changing rather quickly. That means that people are slowing down on purchasing. They are not purchasing as much as they used to. So when you are, when you experience that and you see people recessing, naturally, we're going to have to talk about pricing and price decreases. Now, I'm going to tell you, depending on your state, whatever state you're in, think about it like this. Depending on your state and your price. So let me speak for Atlanta first. Atlanta, our average price point is right around $522,000. Any home on the market that's around $500,000, it is moving. There are not a lot of price reductions in that price point because you're naturally at or below 
what people deem to be the average price point. But when you're above that dollar amount, you're in the $900,000 million, $2 million, we're seeing a lot of properties are reducing the price and chasing the market because buyers are no longer in a position where they're going to be into a buying frenzy and paying well above asking price. So that is just something I want you to be mindful of. If you are buying right now in this market, I'm not sure what, what state you're in, but I can tell you every single state across the world is experiencing what I like to say a market shift, a market correction. You need to hire a real estate agent or if you're representing yourself, you know, guys, know I don't mind that. Make sure that you are advocating for yourself and you understand the market so you can position yourself to get a deal. Right now is the time for buyers to get a deal. I was speaking to my agents and buyers are getting deals right now. We're talking about price reductions. We're talking about sellers contribution. We are no longer in the market we were in six months ago. So kind of keep that in mind when you're out here home shopping, because a lot of people were asking me, what does that mean? That doesn't mean that an $800,000 house is now going to be $500,000. let us get that out your mind. What it means is the market is correcting itself. So homes that were overpriced, that were just sitting on the market without any comparable properties to support that price, they're going to have to reduce their, per their actually asking prices to a comparable price that makes sense for the market. Do you guys get that? All right. So let's just talk about this. Today, we have had 20-year mortgage rates dip to 5%, okay? So we have had 20-year mortgage rates dip to 5%, and this is something that I think is very important for us to discuss and talk about because based on the data that we've compiled with Credible, keep in mind that mortgage rates itself, they were higher they, they rose up to 6% not even a month ago. So we're seeing a slow and steady decrease when it comes to the mortgage rates, which is a good thing. This is how the this is how we balance out the world. This is how we start balancing out the real estate market. Surprisingly enough, surprisingly enough, when you're looking at the rates, the 30-year fixed mortgage rates are at 5.125%. That did not change. The 20-year fixed mortgage rates are at 5%, so that's down from 5.125%. So that is really good. So 20-year mortgage rate mortgages are at lower rates. Then if we go into the 15-year fixed mortgage rates, we're up, we're up to 4.75. So they were at 4.5%. Now they're at 4.75%. So <laughs> Now we have a 10-year mortgage rate, and that's at 4.75%. So it seems like to me, if you're looking for a deal, the sweet spot would be to keep a mortgage rate between 10, per 10 years and 20 years if you want to get a lower rate. Um, rates at 30 years are still at 5.125%. Those are still really high. So I want you guys to be mindful. Although they are higher for what we were used to, historically, rates were normally at 8%. And 9%. So do not let a higher interest rate stop you from investing in real estate if you have not invested in real estate already. Let's move on to another segment. I'm seeing some of the responses here. Y'all have me laughing. The mortgage, you do not, the mortgage itself, thinking about the real estate market saying, I just want it to crash and crumble. There is no market data to support that the mortgage market will crash and crumble. It is correcting itself. Correction and crumble is two different things, okay? 
when you are correcting yourself, you're saying that the prices were way too high. And at this point, we're going to put them at a level that is corrective and reflective of the current market. We're not saying that the homes are going to go from a million dollars to $200,000. That's not ideal. And that is not what a market correction is. But I do feel that you guys want to pay attention to something that's really important. Although mortgage rates, they rose and they went back down. And even though we're seeing a lot of homes reduce their pricing, the average purchase price across the United States is holding steady. So if the average purchase price is still holding steady, what that means is homes are just correcting themselves. They're not dropping below market value. Keep that in mind. Um, let me talk to you about this, though. I feel like because of all the information that's going on on the internet and people are afraid of what could come or what may happen, we have had the most amount of home buyers back out of deals. Right now, I think we're saying it's because of high mortgage rates and people just have fears of a recession. If you're in this live right now, if you have any fears of a recession, I want you to drop a comment in the chat and let me know. Um, it's really great for us to hear from our people and see how do you feel? Do you think we're in a recession? And do you see any of the any of the effects of this recession and your decision making to purchase or sell real estate? I will tell you this. When it comes to purchasing and selling real estate, no matter what the interest rates are, no matter what the market says, real estate is still the best wealth-generating vehicle that you can invest in. It's brick and mortar. You can touch and you can feel the actual investment. So no matter how you're moving or no matter if you think we're in a recession or not, if you are able to hire a good real estate professional, do your own real research and get a good deal, it is still a good time to invest. So don't hold off on investing. I think what you want to do is understand your specific market. I like to speak to, I can speak on a broader range, but I'm really educated on the Metro Atlanta market. Get with an agent that's very much so educated on your specific market. Um, and this, uh, this is a really good comment. Derek, Derek said, definitely in a recession, but no problem for cash buying. Absolutely. I, I feel like when you're looking at purchasing property, keep in mind that people are buying cash. So you're still competing against cash, buyer, and cash buyers and institutional buyers. But those people are targeting properties that they can use for rental. So while we're sitting here worried about, I don't want to purchase right now, there are companies coming and buying in bulk multiple properties to use those properties so you can rent them. So you're either going to pay a mortgage, your mortgage, or you're going to pay their mortgage if you're renting. But either or, you're paying a mortgage. So keep that in mind. And another thing about these interest rates that I want you guys to really, really be mindful of, and this is a good question. Samantha just asked, what are the interest rates for investors? Seems the recent market data being quoted are for primary residences. Samantha, I can tell you it really depends on where you're going, whether it's a primary residence or a secondary residence. If you're getting an investment loan, you're looking at 5% and 6% interest rates. You're putting 20% down because it is a second property. So keep and again, what you put down is depending on what the value of the property is. 
So what is the value of the property? Is it a jumbo loan? Are you still going to be able to do a regular conventional loan? Are you above the conforming loan limits for a conventional loan product in your area? So definitely keep that, keep all those things at the top of your mind when you're looking at rates. But I can say interest rates for investors don't vary too much for interest rates for people that are purchasing their first properties. It's still a conventional loan. You're just putting 20% down. So the rates are the rates. The rates are slightly higher. However, if you want to purchase, be mindful that you, they always say it like this, you marry the property, but you date the rate. So let's just say you marry the property and you know you want this property for five years or seven years, which the average person is actually keeping the property for about seven years. Marry the property, date the rate. Soon as the rates get to the point, or if, let's say the rates do reduce. Let's say rates go down to 3.5% in December or January. If that does happen, you can refinance and get out of your current rate and get into a lower rate. So you got to keep in mind, don't let the interest rate scare you because you can always refinance into a better rate, but you will never find the same opportunity again. Another question was, what properties are best to invest in right now? <laughs> Properties with cash flow and appreciation. I was just talking to another agent. Um, she's in Indiana. And I'm going to have her come on and speak with some people in one of my training groups. And they purchased for cash flow because Indiana doesn't have appreciation values. But Atlanta, the great thing about Atlanta is we have cash flow and we have appreciation. So I would actually purchase for both purchasing an area that has growth for appreciation values and also places that you can see cash flow. And those are going to be places that are high rental areas, areas that you know that most people are renting more than purchasing because if there's more renters than there are homeowners, you have an opportunity to make a great income. Um, someone said, is there a way to, uh, to avoid private mortgage insurance? Yes. You can avoid the private mortgage insurance if you were to put down 20%. So putting 20% down, you can avoid it. PMI is something that is attached to um, FHA financing and VA financing, but it is not attached to conventional if you put more money down. Uh, another question is about multifamily from Michael Owens. Let's see if you can select that. All right. Michael Owens is asking, can you speak on owning multifamily home as a primary home? Hold on. Can you speak on owning multifamily as a primary home first for a first time homeowner? Sure. So most people look into buying a multifamily property because the whole point is for you to. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Reese. You're right. PMI is not on VA loans. PMI is only on. Um, FHA financing. Y'all, MG Mortgage Guy is not here, so excuse me. Uh, <laughs> excuse me on that. But uh, private mortgage insurance is avoidable, um, but you cannot avoid it when you are on FHA. Now, back to the other question. Multifamily housing, if you're looking to invest in multifamily housing, most people want to buy multifamily housing. So one person is paying, you have three people, let's say you buy a quad, you're living in one property, Three people are paying you rent and they're essentially covering the mortgage and paying your life is sweet and made even sweeter when spent with the ones you love. Savor the moment, big or small, 
with the delicious bottled Starbucks Frappuccino drink. Or for a new favorite sip, check out the full Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee lineup online or wherever you buy groceries. Because with Starbucks coffee, you're always ready for the right now. Covering your living expenses. If that is the case, and if that's what you want to do as a first-time homebuyer, you absolutely can do this, and you can purchase a multifamily home. So if you're looking in the state of Georgia specifically, I personally can't attest to the state of Georgia being amazing when it comes to having a lot of multifamily opportunities, but I see a lot of opportunities in Chicago and the Midwest and Northern places. Um, so you want to do your research, make sure the numbers make sense, make sure that you have renters that will be available to occupy those additional spaces and buy you a multifamily as your first home. Um, there is a lot of people that believe that they never want to pay rent. They never want to pay a mortgage again. So by doing the multifamily property, you put yourself in a position where you are immediately collecting cash flow. You are immediately putting someone in a position where you are house hacking and you're able to build generational wealth because you are not paying a mortgage for your own personal living expenses. Um, next question. In South Carolina, how do I determine if I am in an appreciation market? Jay, you need to speak to a licensed real estate professional in your area and make sure that they understand the data. But I can tell you off first glance because South Carolina is very close to us. Depending on the state and area that you're looking to invest in, it could be an appreciation state or it could technically just be a cash flow state. The places I know off the top of my head are places that my friends and family and other people are investing in. So what you want to do is ask yourself, if I bought a house today, what would it be worth two years from now? If two years from now, if the appreciation is only 2% or 1% or 3%, then that's a normal market and you're close to a cash flow. But as opposed to Atlanta, Year over year, we're increasing 15% when it comes to our appreciation value. So we are definitely a value-driven state. If I were you, contact an agent and ask them, can you show me the market data? Because we all have access to this and tell us if someone purchased a home two years ago in this specific zip code, what is the value today? And if the value is in the double digits, then you're more likely in an appreciation area. And that's a good place to be. If it's not, if it's just cash flow, then you're going to be single digits and in the lower numbers, like 1%, 2%, 3%. All right. Oh, thank you so much. Do you, do you live in the multifamily home? That's a good question, Cassidy. Some people, when they buy multifamily, let's just say you have four, a quad, right? You can live in one. That means you're living in one. And then the other three people that are paying you rent, they're paying you rent to cover your mortgage expenses and cover the carrying costs of you owning the property. So you, But you can buy a multifamily property and not live in it and literally just have all four people creating the cash flow to cover your overhead and your operating expenses for owning the property. Is it good to do Airbnb? Yes. So Terry, I truly believe in Airbnb. Um, there is still a lot of money to be made, no matter how many restrictions come and go, no matter how many ordinances come out there. The bottom line is Airbnb is pretty much here to stay, but you have to consider, this is something that I had to write down for like my Brookhaven property. You have to consider 
what your carrying cost is for Airbnb. You have to pay for cleaning. You have to make sure that the home is maintained. You know, all the bells and whistles people like to have when they're going to Airbnb. But if the market actually supports it, I feel like you should get you a property and put it on Airbnb and create some passive income. All I know is they're talking about making changes to our Airbnb here in Atlanta. And we already did an episode about that, but it has not happened yet. And people are successfully Airbnb in their properties and generating an income. Where do you think is the best state to buy right now? Because New York is not it. <laughs> if I had to make a decision on the state to buy, and y'all know I love Atlanta, I would have to go where the deals are. Like, where are there some deals? Where is there some room? And in my professional opinion, I would be investing in Texas, Houston, Dallas, Austin. Texas is like when you look at their real estate in comparison to Atlanta and their real estate is everything's bigger in Texas. They're more affordable. They have more options and they have a lot of room to grow because there's still a lot of development happening throughout the state of Texas. If I were y'all would look into the state of Texas and see what that is all about. Um, so Allie just asked, what is it when it comes to developing, would it be best to do the Burr method or just put it on the market in this economic climate? I'm laughing because me and Matt was just talking the other day. He was like, I don't want to hear nothing about no Burr method. <laughs> but let me tell you this. It depends on your market. If you're developing a property and you can afford the carrying cost of holding on to your asset, then hold on to it and see what happens. If you cannot afford it, y'all ask, sometimes y'all ask questions that I feel like are so specific to your financial situation. If you cannot afford the carrying cost of the property, sell it and take the income and save it, invest it, flip it, save it, invest it, and flip it until so you can build something that you can personally hold on to yourself and afford the carrying costs. You have to be able to flip and sell a couple of properties and you have to be able to hold a few and get your, um, get your bearings in order when it comes to how you want to be an investor. There is no one right or one wrong answer to that. But I will say I wouldn't drown. I would not drown. <laughs> Matt, shut up. Matt said New York is the biggest ever. I would not drown trying to hold on to a property. Um, not at all. So it says, is Texas more cash flow or appreciation? Texas is actually a great balance of both. Texas is a great balance of cash flow and appreciation. And I can say that because I have clients that have moved to Texas and I speak very closely with a lot of agents. And I'm talking Houston, Dallas, Austin. It seems like every major city in Texas has cash flow and appreciation. Um, someone said thoughts on the Southwest Atlanta right now. Brandon, that is a really good um, question. My thoughts on Southwest Atlanta is because it is on the west side. And if you are in the metro Atlanta area, you know that they have dumped millions of dollars into the west side of Atlanta. You have Westview, you have the west side project, you have all of this on the west side and some of it into the southwest side. 
there is it's inevitable that it's going to grow. You keep in mind, we have the quarry coming over there. Microsoft has their campus coming over there. You can't avoid the fact that the west side of Atlanta is growing. I think that we have to be very careful, though, when it comes to overinflating our pricing and pricing out the natives of southwest Atlanta, which we are starting to see a lot of. So they're trying to balance that number out and make it still affordable for the people that literally have been living there for years. So I still feel like Southwest Atlanta is a great place to invest, but be mindful of getting your permits and then watch watch that value. Watch the values because a lot of people overshot their shots. And so you're seeing they built these homes thinking they was going to get 700,000 and now they're getting 550 because the market is saying this area is transitioning, but it's not quite there yet. Do you ever see rates going to 2% again? Nah, no. I'm going to mark my words. It is August. What's, what's the day? I'm going to give you all the time. It's August 17, 2022. I do not see the rates going to 2% again. We're heading into an election year. They just poured all of this money into the economy, and now they're trying to get it back. And the best way to get it back is through real estate and interest rates. No, I don't foresee it ever getting to 2% again. It would be a miracle. It would be a miracle. Oshani said, how do I find people who are really trying to sell their homes? That is a good question. Um, I'm not sure if you're a wholesaler or, or, or if you are a real estate professional, but I will say if I were you, I would invest in some software. I would make sure I look into the tax records. You can talk to people that are in probate. Probate is a really good place to find people that want to sell their properties. And you need to stick to the basics, door knocking, virtual door knocking, ads, calls, text messages, all the things that we need to do when it comes to vir our virtual presence to get in touch with people that want to sell. So no matter if you're a wholesaler or a real estate agent, that's how you find people. You got to get on the phone and you got to get you have to get in there, get in their space. Practice makes paper Ask what are your thoughts on renting and multifamily properties to Section 8 vouchers? Do it. Y'all, let me tell you something. One thing about I feel like Section 8 people that have. I'm sorry, I got to say it the politically correct way, okay? Affordable housing vouchers. People that, everybody that has an affordable housing voucher is not a scammer and they're not going to tear your property up. In my professional opinion, do your homework, do your research and let those people come in so you get your check every month on time. I used to manage apartment communities and what I recognize is when we had that set of people that had the affordable housing voucher, I did not have to keep asking where the rent was. The rent came on time every single month. So I highly encourage it. Just add some inspections and some other things on a lease agreement so you can keep your eyes on your property. But outside of that, I would, I would rent it in a heartbeat. Tiffany asks, how can a current homeowner capitalize off their home equity? Texas resident, current 2.5% rate on my house value doubled in two years from purchasing. So you want to, you don't want to sell, Tiffany. If you, if I'm gathering that you're looking to possibly pull out an equity line of credit and do a HELOC. In my opinion, the best thing for you to do if you just want to get some money out is to do a home equity line of credit. And you can reach out to your bank. You can reach out to the, M, the, the MG, the mortgage guy, and um, talk to them about getting you a HELOC. And that is a home equity line of credit. You can go in there and pull out a specific dollar amount 
from the equity in your home and use it for whatever you are looking to use it for. Now, if you want to sell your home, that's a whole nother story. I have agents all over the world. Let me know if you need a referral so you can cash out if that's what you're looking to do. RJ Cruz asks, how do I put in a solid offer when the sellers are using comps from past inflated last year? RJ, whoever your agent is, or if you are your own agent, what I do with my offers is I include my comps because I want them to see that I can see clearly everything about their property. As a real estate professional, I can pull your tax records. I know what you paid for the house. I know an estimate of your mortgage payoff. Your, I have some software that gives me everything. So I'm going to submit it and I'm going to ask, these are the comps I have. Can you provide me with the comps you have within the last six months to support your asking price? Because you don't want to run into an appraisal issue. That's how I'm able to structure my deals. And it has been working because everybody has to prove it right nowadays. Next Level TV said, what's the best way to find deals in a specific market through relationships or online? Next Level TV, I want to say relationships on all of it. I was just um, teaching this virtual door knocking class. Relationships matter. Um, make sure you talk to people that want to sell. Join these Facebook groups that have these communities that you guys are interested in. There are people, homeowners, literally selling houses based off of Facebook groups. Make sure that you are sending out your letters. If you are a wholesaler or you're looking for a lot of products, you need to do the, the tried and true methods. You know, send out your letters, door knocking, um, do, using um, slide broadcasts, making sure that you are um, staying top of mind, using retargeting ads. Like you can't be opposed to doing everything. All right. Uh, another question. Oh, this is a good one. God is wise. Okay. Lino, okay. Lino De La, De La Rosa asks, what are good practices to learn the market I want to invest in? Subscribe to like some sort of real estate related newsletter for your area. That's how you keep yourself up to date when it comes to the market. You can even see the market. If you guys have ever went to like, this is some public game. If you ever went to realtor.com, I know for a fact it's on realtor.com. You can go to Realtor.com and put a specific address in. And this is public information to anyone, whether you're an agent or a consumer. And you'll be able to see the market data for that specific area. And you can put an alert so you can keep up with it. That data to me is not as um, intricate and detailed as you would get from a real estate professional. But it does give you enough to keep up with what's on the market. Look into Realtor.com. Also look into Zillow.com. Not don't look at the Zestimate though. Literally, it shows you the past sales and it compares those past sales. So just keep that information and watch that. That will help you keep your finger on the pulse of your market. Goddess Vibe said, "Do you have advice on starting a rental property portfolio?" Yes. My biggest advice would be make sure you have enough money saved to cover. Any unexpected expenses to cover if your tenants do not pay because they some we always talk about cash flow, cash flow. But what if someone just doesn't pay? They go into hard times. And it takes you 90 days to evict them out of your property. Can you afford to pay your mortgage for 90 days without receiving any profits? So you got to make sure that you have enough money saved. Make sure that you hire a property manager. And if you do not want to hire a property manager, that you have the ability to manage your properties on your own effectively and efficiently and also keep your mind 
do a like get a process in order of how you want to approve people to be tenants in your property. And then the final thing is there's a spreadsheet. It's like a property um, spreadsheet that I like to have. It shows you like we always think we're making a lot of money, but the numbers don't lie. And I'm a numbers person. So I plug in um, my mortgage, my carrying costs, how much money I'm getting from my renter. You know, take that from your operating costs. And this is the amount of money you're making every month on the property. And at the end of the year, you need to gauge what that dollar amount is. So many people swear they have so many properties creating cash flow. And some of the cash flow is like $300 a month. I mean, something's better than nothing, but I would keep my eye on that, you know, when it comes into getting to property management. DW said, is there a site or any particular school you would recommend for someone who is thinking about being a real estate appraiser? Ooh, it's funny. I don't know if you're in the metro Atlanta area, but I'm in my office and I took this class and this brochure is right on my table. It's DS Murphy. I'd hate to even give them a shout out because they are not an affiliate, but I love DS Murphy and Associates. Hopefully, if you're in the metro Atlanta area, you could take their class. They teach agents how to think like and have the data like appraiser, appraisers. And I take every single class that they have. I don't want to be an appraiser, but I want to be educated enough to guide my clients. And I can tell you when it comes to my numbers, I pretty much do not miss. And you want to, we need more appraisers. Everybody wants to be a real estate agent and I welcome you to come. But we need more appraisers that will appraise our properties fairly and adequately. So definitely look into DS Murphy and Associates if you can. And this is not a paid ad, literally, but I hope that you can definitely get to one of their courses. Cherie Stephan said, how is the market for wholesalers? I know some wholesalers that is getting to the money. Like, I be getting to the money. Okay, y'all ain't missing that. Everybody mad. I know some wholesalers that are getting to it. I feel like because everybody wants to, and everybody wants to flip, like me specifically, right? If you are, if I know a whole, if there's some wholesalers in Atlanta that has land, I'm looking for land because me and my husband are building. I want you to give me a deal. And I don't want to, I can't, I don't have time to get on the phone and do the bandit ads and do all that stuff. I want someone to give me a deal that's fair and let me close in a fair amount of time. So if you are a wholesaler, keep your pulse on the market. What are people looking for? I know so many people that are developing nowadays, land. And people want to invest inside of the city of Atlanta because of all the growth that is coming. So anything within the city limits or a part of the town that is really popular, do that and shop those deals to the people that got the money that's ready, that's serious and ready to close. <laughs> Young Laura said, if you have a low income senior in your home, can they get government assistance to where the government pays the rent? That is a very intricate and detailed question that I am not qualified to answer. So I'm going to tell you, I cannot answer your question, but I will say there are so many programs in every state to help senior citizens and people that have a fixed income. If I were you, I would look deeper into what your county and what your state offers so you can learn more about it. Someone said, which market is the best to buy land? GZ, I would say any market that they are building and developing in, their land is the one thing that we can't create. Like we can create everything. The world is so technologically advanced. We can, we can build 10 hundred cars. We can create everything else, but we cannot create land. 
Land is one thing that we can't create. So if you get a piece of land in an area that makes sense and someone is interested in it, it's a great investment. All right. L'Oreal said, thoughts on building a home versus buying one, multi or single or either or. If you can get a really good builder and developer that's going to give you a, a fair price and you have the money saved and you're prepared, if I was a person in the market right now at this very moment and I had a choice and I had the patience, I would build my own. Because what happens is a lot of people, um, they are, the, you're not going to get exactly what you want. So I would build my own if I were you. If I had the means and the patience, two things, the money and the patience to do so, I would 100% build my own, get with a good team and build your own. It's easier to build it and get exactly what you want than it is to get something and renovate it, in my professional opinion. Next question. Oh, let me see. I'm trying to go down. <laughs> they said no money in real estate. Yes, it is. It's plenty of money in real estate. It's plenty of money in real estate. So I want to tell you this. I don't want, let's not get caught up in the fact that you think there's no money in real estate. I saw someone say that now, right now, JoJo, let's get you on here, JoJo. JoJo said right now is not the time to buy. I respect your opinion. I think that we all say that. We all say now is not the time to buy. If now is not the right time to buy, then when is? And I say that respectfully, if you don't own something. Now, and I let me say it like this. If I didn't own a property at all and I was paying someone some rent and I did not own anything, right now is the time to buy. Because I don't, I don't have anything to lose. I'm paying someone else's mortgage. I'm throwing my money down the drain. I'm not creating um, equity. That means I'm not creating generational wealth. So yes, it is a time to buy. If you already own your primary residence and you're looking to get a second property and a third property and the numbers don't make sense for you, then no, don't buy right now. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you should. everybody should buy right now, but if you own nothing, you own, so you're not the owner of your land. You're not the lord of your land until you own. So if you don't own it, yeah, anytime is the time to buy. Anytime you have enough money saved and you have the right resources is the time to buy. Now, buying that second and third property, those are times where you can be a little like, let me wait. Let me wait for this positioning. Let me wait for these numbers. But if you own nothing, you have nothing to lose by owning something. Okay. Next level said, can you speak on content houses and how they are different from Airbnbs? Absolutely. So someone asked earlier about my um, Brookhaven house. So my Brookhaven house, I broke these numbers down, but I can break them down again real quick. I bought the house. Um, I appreciated 300000 in 12 months. Let me repeat that one more time. If I sold that property today, I could make $300,000. So that's the power of owning real estate. But let me digress. I have that home right now with a short-term corporate rental, but I was doing um, the vanity in the content shoots. And the difference is you can't stay the night. So when you do a content shoot and a vanity shoot, you're going to either, you're going to book through Peer Space or Gigster. And there's a bunch of other stops, um, like sites that are popping up. 
and they can rent them for four hours just to do a video, four hours to do a photo shoot. Everybody's doing content nowadays and they come in and out, but they cannot stay the night. And so you could do two bookings a day and do a booking from 9 a.m. until like nine to one and then clean it and then do another booking from two to four and when you are two to six. And when you're doing bookings like that, you charge per hour and you do a minimum of three hours. So if you do a minimum and you can charge 150 per hour, you can make a really good income as long as it's decorated well and it's marketed well, because everybody wants to go somewhere and shoot some content. Oh, Thank you, MG. MG said, everyone, please like and share this episode. We really appreciate you. Another person asked, um, okay, L. Cruz, that's a really good question. See, I'm not afraid of controversy. I, I'm, I like that you guys are engaged. Prices are going down, so why not wait? Is this a good move? Prices are going down for the luxury market in Atlanta. What I didn't, if you guys saw my video, you saw prices going down, but the prices were going down at the luxury market. Prices are not going down for the average purchase price. So what are you looking to invest in? Are you trying to buy a $2 million house right now? Or are you trying to purchase? And again, a $2 million house could mean something different depending on what state you're in. So let me just rephrase it. If you're trying to buy a luxury over the a well above the average purchase price home right now for your area, or are you looking to buy the average price point, a nice home for your family? And if that's the case, those prices are going down. Not one home that I talked about today, if you notice, those houses were $6 million and $4 million and $3 million. But if I go look at the $300,000 houses and the $400,000 houses, those houses are still in bidding wars. Those homes are still flying off the market and those prices are not going down. So you have to be careful when, when looking at information and absorb the information and look at it for what your dollar amount is. Now, if I was spending $6 million on a home right now, I would wait. But if I don't own a house and I'm trying to buy an average price point home, there's really nothing much to wait for because the prices aren't going down. I hope that answered your question. Jojo the Don said, why would I buy a home worth $180,000 for $380,000 with the current rates and the Fed steady raising rates to make it make sense? Well, Jojo the Don, you don't, if you don't own anything, and who said it's worth $180,000? If the home appraises that value, which is something you go through during the home buying process, then it's worth the value of which you are paying for it. A lot of you guys, if you have ever gone through the home buying process, there are so many contingencies in place that protect you as the buyer to ensure that you're getting an asset that is at value. So if you have a financing contingency in place that covers your financing, if you have an appraisal contingency in place that covers the appraisal that makes sure that the home's appraised at value before you purchase, then you are purchasing the property for what it is deemed to be worth. So I don't see your your comment is a comment that a lot of people make. But most of those people, and I'm not saying that you don't own anything and you're waiting for something that's never going to happen. And that means going way backwards. Marissa said, should you purchase an older but renovated home in a neighborhood where no other homes have the same curb appeal? I'm going to say, Marissa, what are the plans for that area? 
if the plans for that area is for it to increase and for more building to take place, I would say yes. Because even my Brookhaven house, it's a gorgeous home, but there's a ranch home right next to it. But on the other street, all those properties are new. And right around the corner, all those properties are new and it has more contemporary homes. So I know eventually they're going to come wipe my street out too. But the only thing is my home is going to be valued more. So what are the plans for that area? Keep that in mind first. They always say get the ugliest house on the nicest block in order for you to build wealth and to get that appreciation because eventually everything will have to catch up and everything changes. Curse of Writing said, I'm doing wholesale, but I, how do I make sure the numbers make sense? How do I know if a house is appreciating? Do you know anything about Missouri? I got so many questions. Curse of Writing I'm glad you have questions. I can only answer the questions that I can. One, I am a data-driven person. I look at the data. I'm not going to... So get you the software that you need. Get with a real estate professional so you can watch the data. You know, as a real estate agent, I know the data because that is my job. So hire a real estate professional to teach you and share with you the data of your area. They should know... If, it's a, if you can't tell me nothing about Atlanta, I know every. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I do know everything. I know how much the average price point is. I know the appreciation values. I know the hot zip codes. That's my job. And whoever you hire, that's their job. Make sure they're educating you on that, for sure. Um, SV, SFV, how will the market be in twenty twenty three? The market to me right now feels like how the market was to, in twenty nineteen. So when I was in 2019 was a very, it was a very calm market to me. It wasn't completely a seller's market. It wasn't completely a buyer's market. What we saw was a new, more of a neutral market. It was a win-win for all parties, but people were still selling property and people were still buying property. So I see it neutralizing to the point where buyers are going to be able to still win offers and buy homes and sellers are still going to be able to successfully sell their homes and make a profit. But the rates, in my opinion, those rates are going to stay where they are. It's going to take them a long time to get all that money back out of the economy. Those rates are not. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Not going down.
What's next? <laughs> Kirsten said, people, Anthony Brown said, do you know anything about the Memphis, Tennessee market? I do not. Um, I don't. I actually just referred someone I know to an agent in Memphis, Tennessee, though. So if you're looking for a referral, I can give it to you. So the average homes aren't still overpriced right now. They're not. They're not there. I wish I could share my screen and open up the data for you guys. There are so many experts without credentials. It's ridiculous. The average price point for any city across the United States, if you look it up, has not changed. The luxury market has changed. The market overinflated properties have changed. But if you're talking the average price point for your area, that has not changed. So your goal should be to purchase a home that is going to be in an area that's appreciating value. Seaflower said, if the luxury, super expensive homes are going down, no. Now, won't the next tier go down eventually as well? No. That's not, that doesn't make sense when we still have this historically low inventory. So you guys are looking at it from the standpoint as home prices are going down, I'm going to get a deal. But we still have historically low inventory. On average, we still have one and a half months of inventory. So the average inventory, an inventory where it's a perfect market, that's six months of inventory. We have one and a half months of inventory. And based on the research and the data, because buildings slow down, buildings slow down for so long, we are so far behind in building new inventory, it will be impossible for us to catch up with the demand of homeowners. So it will never, it's not going to be what happened way back in the day where all of a sudden these houses are now $100,000. There is nothing, not one report you can pull from CNN, from CNBC that supports that notion. That is just something that we would like to think because we all want a deal, but there are deals to be made. Hire the right people to negotiate on your behalf. Um. Brandon said, under contract for new construction with no contingencies. Whoa. Hmm. Dang, Brandon. All right. So this is my advice for you. You're under contract, new construction, no contingencies. What should you do? Keep your eyes on the property. Um, keep your eye on the build of the property. And have you, if you're financing, speak to your lender about doing an extended rate lock and talk to the builder about when they are going to actually deliver your property to you. That is what I would do if I were you, because there's nothing you can do. The contingencies are up. All you can control is what you can control. And that is communicating very clearly with the builder and also trying to keep your interest rate as low as you possibly can. Michael, oh, Dave said, wrong time to buy unless you plan on taking the equity out if it in a year. Wrong time to buy unless you plan to take equity out of it in a year or two. That's your professional opinion, Dave. Um, but for me, as for me, I can definitely say if you don't own anything, it's always a great time to buy. Because what are you waiting for? You own nothing. You have nothing to lose because you own nothing. And I'm going to continue to say that because I don't think that you guys get it. The people that own are the ones that are winning. When you pay your rent, you're paying your landlord's mortgage. Why not pay your own? Anthony said, what is the best way to finance an apartment complex? You need to contact a commercial um, lender. 
you're definitely going to need a commercial lender to finance an apartment complex. And you need someone that understands the intricacies of an apartment community, because when you're financing that type of loan, it's about the value, but it's also about the cash flow of the, of the apartment as well. So it's going to take a little bit more, um, someone more experienced to do so. So definitely um, get you with a commercial lender. L'Oreal said, I'm looking at development and looking at what the city is trying to do in the areas that you're interested in. The businesses that they are bringing in is something that you guys consider. Absolutely. So what you do is when you want to go to these development meetings, and now that I'm really like doubling down on development, you know, they have plans for the city. Those plans are out four years, five years, 10 years ahead of time. So by the time you see the Starbucks there right now, they knew that Starbucks was coming six years ago or 10 years ago. The reason you didn't know is because you didn't go to the city development and zoning meeting. So if there's a specific area that you have your eye on that you want to double down on, get up because it's early in the morning. I'm going to tell you, my husband told me this. Now that I'm doing this stuff with him, I got, we got to get these places at 730 in the morning, y'all, 8 o'clock in the morning. But go to those development and zoning meetings and find out what's coming and put your dollars where where the investments are. Marissa said, is this a good market for buyers using the Georgia Dream program? Marissa, I would say if the Georgia Dream can finally close a deal within 30 days, yes. Because most of you, most of your, if you're using the Georgia Dream, still keep in mind, I know they have um, loan limits with the Georgia Dream. So even with the Georgia Dream, you are shopping below the average price point because the average price point in Georgia is 522. So you're going to be shopping, I think 450 is the max, don't, or something like that, around that number, or say around 400,000 is the max with the Georgia Dream. The Georgia Dream needs to close on time. You're not losing deals because you're using the Georgia Dream. You're losing deals because you need 45 days to close. If they can actually close the deal in 30 days, then yes. But I will also tell you to look into the HOP program if you're in Fulton County, H-O-P. That's 100% financing and they're giving out grants for the city of Fulton County. And look into the website Invest Atlanta. They actually have um, different programs that are available to you as well. Um I do have a website. I don't, I don't want to spam y'all, but there for Georgia, it's a down payment, it's a down payment resource site that you guys can use, put your information in and find out if you qualify for down payment assistance because the money is coming back for sure. Allison said, should investors hold back on Airbnb or overall short-term rentals with the talk of changing the laws in Georgia? Allison, it depends on how many you own. Is it going to just be one Airbnb or 10? And are you going to be doing your Airbnbs all within the city of Atlanta or will they be in Gwinnett County and different counties? Because this big ordinance is scaring everybody, but it's for the city of Atlanta. So if you buy something outside of the city of Atlanta and you turn it into an Airbnb, it doesn't count towards that rule. So you really need to look at your specific situation. But for me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't let anything stop my cash flow if I could help it. If I could help it, I would learn the rules follow the rules, and learn how to work around them. Um, Hassan said, are there multi-families available in Metro Atlanta? No. No. Mm -mm. Not really. No. I wouldn't even play with y'all like that. There is really not many multi-family available in Atlanta. 
there is one hair, like it's basically like a hidden, a hair, it was a hair, a hair in a haystack or something like that. There is not a lot of multifamily in Atlanta. However, there is something like South Atlanta, East Point, Macon. Like you got to get out of the city of Atlanta. You have to go to the outskirts that are like 45 minutes to an hour outside of Atlanta, and you will be able to find some multifamily opportunities. There are some dilapidated multifamily opportunities inside of the city of Atlanta and West Atlanta. Look at the numbers and see if it makes sense for you to renovate those properties and see if it makes sense for you to stay in them. Yeah, it's a needle in a haystack. Thank you so much, Bella. Um, next question. Valerie said, will you do additional tiny home developments? Can such a development include a school, grocery store, hospital in the zoning? Um, Valerie, and that is a really great comment slash question. I am the broker that is representing the developers and owners of the South Park Cottages project. And I will tell you, whenever you develop, and this is something I know, and you're developing at that level, the mayor in the city, they want to come in and they want to bring in um, grocery stores and other and restaurants and all kinds of commercial deals that will support the new set of residences. So you can definitely structure a deal where you can do commercial and residential all in one, as long as you got the city behind you. And now when I say the city, I'm talking about whoever is in charge of the city ordinance, whoever the mayor is of that specific area, you can do anything. And I truly think that that would be the way to go. Another question said, um, Andrea said, any program recommendations for DeKalb County? Yes. So there is a lender that I know. Um, he's in a, he's in DeKalb and he offers 100% financing. Um, if you go to DeKalb County, um, DeKalb County down payment assistance, if you Google it, it will come up. But you just got to go to specific lenders that offer that program. But DeKalb has money. Gwinnett has money. Fulton has money. The Georgia Dream has money, finally, because they ran out of money and now they have more money. The Georgia Dream is welcome to all of you guys. But be mindful. The free money is not free. You have to meet the minimum criteria. And oftentimes there is a slightly higher interest rate for this money. And some of this money has a contingency where you can't sell your property for a certain amount of time if you do take the money. So don't just make sure you research it and get with a really good agent and a really good lender to explain to you what you do and do not qualify for. But I strongly believe if you qualify for something and it's going to give you free money, get it and use it. Um, Donald said, how can I find grants, funding, and programs in your area? Um, Donald, I would start with the best thing you can start with. What is your health, whatever your housing authority is. So there's a housing authority and housing uh, websites for every county and every state. And if I were y'all would start there, um, that would be the best way for you to find it. And you can look up down payment assistance, first time home buyer programs, but always put your county. Because some things are county specific. So put whatever county you're in or zone, depending on what state you're in, put down payment assistance for that area and you should be able to find it. Dave said, it's best to rent than own at this point with inflation, highest interest rates and property values at high all-time high. I'll wait until the Fed get back in control of velocity and inflation. I wish you well with that, Dave. I think that that's um, one way to think about it. But there's another way to think about it, because as mortgage rates are increasing, guess what is also increasing at a rapid rate and much higher than mortgage rates? Rent. 
Rent costs way more than rent is increasing way more than the interest rates. But you guys will always find an excuse. I always say you're either going to find a solution or you're going to find us and find an excuse. And if there's if that is the excuse that you want to hold on to to prevent you from purchasing a home and owning anything, that is on you. You guys don't have to own anything. Nobody is holding like we're not going to like twist your arm and make you buy a home. But I can tell you there is a reason that every person that is wealthy owns real estate, because when you own, you control. When you rent, you you don't own shit. And that's just it. Rand said, how do we get in contact for referrals outside of Atlanta? Um, please send me an email to Kiana at KianaWatson.com. All my information is on my social media page. And if you do um, go there, we'll get you in touch with some agents that could really support you on your home buying or selling journey for whatever state you're in. So Sola said, is there free money for investment property renovations to turn into affordable housing in Lakewood Heights area? Um, that's a loaded question. Um, I don't know about any free money being sent to investors. Um, if you want to find about free money in Atlanta, um, Invest Atlanta would be the go-to site because they are the ones that are giving out money for people to beautify areas. But most of that money, they believe that when you own, and if you notice all these programs are for homeowners, they believe that when you own, you actually have an invested interest in keeping the community, beautifying the community and, and, and creating value in that community. They don't quite see that value when you're a renter. So mo that's why you don't see many programs for people to invest and bring renters to an area because they don't see renters as people that beautify and increase values of communities. They see homeowners as those type of people. <laughs> KNL KNL said, what down payment assistance programs do you suggest? Depends on what state you're in. I can only speak to what down payment assistance programs are available here in Georgia. But in one of my private groups today, um, shout out to the agent. She's in the D.C. area. She said there's a $100,000 grant that they have in the D.C. area. So I don't know what state you're in, but I know agents in every state. Just reach out to me and I can connect you to somebody. Um, but the, I would recommend you if I was getting free money, I would go with money that's free and I don't have to pay back. Read the fine print. I wouldn't take money that puts me in a position to have to pay them back ever, if I could. KSF asks, what's the lending we need to build a custom home and land purchase? So it's going to be a construction loan. Um, you're going to need to get a construction loan. And oftentimes, they, for what I'm finding with me and my husband, how, how we're developing, we're developing from an investor standpoint, so we had to already own the land. So getting our construction loan looks a little different because they know that we're building these properties to sell for profit. But if you're looking to just build a property and finance a property for you to live in a construction to permanent loan, contact a lender and tell them you need a construction to permanent loan. And if you do that, you can use that loan to acquire the land, finance the land, finance the build, and close on the property. <laughs> Matt said he loves the spicy Kiana. <laughs> they are just killing me. It's crazy to me that we make all these excuses to just prove our point. And your point is pointless because you own nothing. You really like, it's like, like how you hate it from outside the club. You're not even in here because you don't own anything and you don't want to. So, no. 
Um, Keith said, pay rent for years and pay mortgage for years. Which one makes more sense? The mortgage makes sense. The mortgage makes sense because you can't leverage the rent that you pay to do a home equity line of credit. You can't leverage the rent that you pay to sell your home for a profit. You can't leverage nothing from renting, but you can leverage the home that you have been paying a mortgage on to get a home equity line of credit, to sell it for a profit, to turn it into a cash flowing property, which means you can move out and move a renter in and allow them to cash flow. But with renting, I, 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 I mean, is, is this even an argument? Okay. <laughs> but Paulina made a good point. She said, we need, that's okay. We need more renters for our rental portfolios. Dave said, um, but a mortgage doesn't make you the owner. The bank still owns the property. Da, 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 da. I hear this all the time. The bank may own it, but I can leverage the bank's money and still make me a profit. And you still can't do that with renting. You still have no point. You still lose. Sorry. Take it how you want. You you can't argue with me with renting versus versus a mortgage. It, it, it does not compare. SFV said the best loan for first-time homeowners is a loan that you want. Um, you could do FHA financing, which most people know about FHA. It has the low, lower interest rate. is 3.5% down. You can also look into conventional financing. I feel like you want to look at it from both sides. I know a lot of first-time homebuyers that chose conventional financing for their own personal reasons. So I think for you, it depends on how much money you have saved and what you feel like is a good investment for you. And consult with a really good mortgage lender to explain to you the differences and how these different loan products will affect your bottom line numbers. Um, L'Oreal said, I haven't been able to find any programs or support for building a home. Are there any known national programs? Construction to permanent loans. They are out there. Like, I don't know what state you're in, but if you look up construction to permanent loan, that is how you're going to be able to build a home using a construction to permanent loan. Yes, it is. If you look up Google construction to permanent loan, it's everywhere. Trey ATL said, are you seeing that people are more successful asking for sales contributions towards buying home towards buying down rates in today's market because of the high interest rates? Yes. Yes, I am. I am seeing that people are way more successful in getting some seller's contribution to your closing costs. And you can use that seller's contribution to buy down your interest rate. And as you buy down your interest rate, you're going to have a, a much lower monthly payment. So absolutely, yes. Another question? <laughs> Y'all got me cracking up. Artesian Worthy said, can you get an FHA loan after having a conventional loan? If you want to get an FHA loan after having a conventional loan, you know that FHA loan is for you to stay in the residence. So you must be moving out of the residence or turning the residence that had the conventional loan product into an income producing property or into a cash flowing property. And you're going to be moving into the home that you're using FHA financing for because we do not support fraud. FHA financing is for owner occupants. Next. KSF said, how do you go from first home and renting it out to buying your second home? I'm trying to decide whether to rent our current home or selling it and doing a custom build. What was your process? For me, if I had to make a decision, I would look at the numbers. 
And look at the carrying costs. I think that holding on to real estate is the best way to generate wealth. But if I cannot afford to carry two houses, I'm not. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to take my money and I'm going to invest in other things. So look at your carrying costs. And if you do put a renter in there, what is the average rent? So let's just say, for instance, your mortgage is $1,500 a month, but the average rent in your area is $2,500 a month and you could cash flow an additional $1,000 a month. I would do it. But if you can only if you're only going to cash for like three hundred dollars a month, I might rethink it. You see what I'm saying? So everything comes down to the numbers and you really need to look at your numbers. Next question. Curse of writing said my phone died. Do you know anything about Kansas City, Missouri market? Do you have anybody I could connect with? Curse of writing. Yes, I do actually have an agent in Kansas City, Missouri. You contact me, Kiana at KianaWatson.com. Send me an email. I will connect you to an agent that services your area that will educate you on the process because I teach that in my classes and they're part of my group. OK, so they will they will represent you correctly. Passionalisa. I'm from Fayetteville. OK, I'm so proud of you. Can you still get a VA loan with no money down? The VA loan is structured for no money down. It is 100 percent financing. You have no down payment. However. You still are responsible for your closing costs. So two, six, stand up, fed non baby in the house. I know Carolina, and this is not Fayetteville, Georgia. This is Fayetteville, North Carolina in the house. Um, so you can certainly get a VA loan without a down payment, but be mindful of the closing costs. That is the one section that nobody likes to talk about that is technically the buyer's responsibility. However, if you can negotiate for the sellers to contribute to your closing costs, then that is how you're able to purchase a home using VA with little to no money out of pocket. Anyone said, oh, yeah, anyone is asking for referrals, I got you. The duplexes are worth it or single. Zihadale, I hope I said this right. It depends on how you want to, are you going to live in a duplex or do you want the duplex just to be cash flowing for you? It just depends. Duplexes and single family homes are really um, in demand right now. Most people that want to house hack are getting duplexes. If you don't want to house hack, you just buy a duplex so you can have two people paying you and paying your mortgage and getting some cash flow, then look into that. What do you specifically want from your investment property? I think you have to think about what your needs are and then go from there. You want cash flow? If you want cash flow, I would do a duplex because now you have two houses for the cost of one, bring you in more money. KSF said, yes, thank you. Do you recommend property mortgage companies? Well, MG, the mortgage guy, the Garland Mortgage Group, they do, um, they do mortgages. He's here. Oh, yes. The Chinoa Fund. Oh, I can talk to y'all about the Chinoa Fund. OK. Dave said your broker, of course, can you can leverage the bank's money. That doesn't mean the guy lady working at Walmart can. Huh? Say what? Yes, you can. The person working at Walmart, I don't care where you work. If you own a property <laughs> and you have equity and you can pull out the equity you can leverage it. Y'all are killing me. It is so much misinformation. And I can understand it because I used to feel like that. Like think everything was a scam or there's some way that I can just, you know, home ownership is only for the rich. It's not for the poor. 
And I'm here to tell you as a first generational homeowner, homeownership is for people that put their mind to it, that, that educate themselves and understand the value. So I would love for you to watch some of our old videos and just take the time to educate yourself on the value of homeownership because we are here to convince you, but we're not here to force you. Hassan said, why are there so many rental restrictions in townhome communities in Alpharetta? Because townhome communities typically have rental restrictions because that's how they are made. Anyone that has an HOA typically has rental restrictions. And it's not just Alpharetta, it's throughout any city. Um, there's only a certain amount of homes that can be fight that can actually be rented rented. So that's just what you deal with when you deal with an HOA. It's not my favorite, but if if you are able to get yourself on that list and if, if you make it to the list and you can rent, then it's great. But HOAs will always have restrictions, which is why people are looking for single family homes um, that have um, less strict HOA policies. Um, Alex said, you have any insight on buying properties in North St. Louis? I do not, but I do know a great agent over there. If you're interested and you want some information, let me know. Um, what programs do they have in Savannah, California to buy a home? Hmm, that is a good question. I don't know of any programs in Savannah, California, but if I were you, I would consult with a great agent because an agent and a lender in that area would know. Um, any downsides to the Chinoa Fund Down Payment Assistance Program? I like the Chinoa Fund Down Payment Assistance Program, Brandon, and that is a really good question. I used to advocate so hard using that program like six years ago. The only thing I found with the program, they started to change their criteria and it took them longer to close. So it's hard for you to be competitive if you're trying to close in 25 days and 30 days and they're saying they need 60 days. Most of the time, a seller is going to choose a better offer, no matter how much money you offer them. If they can close sooner, those are the ones that are going to win. So Chinoa is that grant program. And if there is a Chinoa fund in your area, definitely look into the Chinoa fund and find you a lender that can finance it and just see if they can close within 30 days or less. SFV, what other states are you interested in outside of Georgia and Texas? I watch the Chicago market because I like that they have the two flats, which are the duplexes and the quadruplexes for like 400000 and they get a good amount of cash flow. So I keep my eye on Chicago. I've been keeping my eye on Cleveland. Shout out to Beyond Wind. I'm watching Cleveland only because it's like so cheap. But I'm also watching it for um, the cash flow opportunities in Cleveland. I also have been looking at um, specifically Baltimore. Um, one of my girlfriends, uh, Tia, she invests a lot in Baltimore in that area. And so shout out to her. She is actually helping me find a multifamily because they have those in Baltimore. And Baltimore is like they are on the come up. They are on the rise. Like if you look up Baltimore, all of that, like whatever was the hood that was looking at the water, all of that is beautiful now. So, yes. Kay Monroe, why is it so difficult to find a new build without an HOA? Because people create HOAs to keep the community uniform. But you guys, what it is, is I think you think about an HOA for a condo, which is going to be what you find with townhomes and condominiums, is completely different than an HOA for a neighborhood of single family homes. 
typically when I see the HOAs for a neighborhood of single family homes, all they're saying is you can't paint the door red and everybody has to contribute because once a year they're going to beautify the sign. But when you see an HOA for like a condo, there's like it's like $300 a month. You can't paint the door. They maintain the outside. You can't. It's more restrictions. So look into the restrictions. Don't automatically be turned off by an HOA. I actually like seeing HOAs in single family home communities because that means that everybody has a standard that we need to keep to keep our community beautiful. Daniel said, how can the self-employed with good credit get a home? Easy, easy. File your taxes. And if you don't file your taxes, you are able to use a bank statement loan, the entrepreneur loan. You can actually use um, a PL statement loan. There are different ways to buy a property without showing that you filed your taxes, although I'm quite sure that you have filed your taxes correctly because we do not commit tax fraud and we file all of our taxes and pay off on Sam. But if you are interested in getting any other loan type, it needs to be the entrepreneur loan, the PL statement loan, the bank statement loan. MG, the mortgage guy with the Gar Garland Mortgage Group, they do offer that as well. Lexi Lennon said, what is the best strategy when buying a property off market when big corporations are coming to Raleigh? I'm so glad you asked this. My good girlfriend, Tiffany, she works the Raleigh, um, Charlotte area, and we were just in, in um, Luxury Connect together. And she has told me that Raleigh is worse to me. Raleigh is a little bit worse than Atlanta when it comes to the buying power, because you guys have a lot of tech in Raleigh and it's a lot of people coming in and buying those up. So for me, in my personal opinion, all you can do is try your best. It's funny to me that people are now living in Cary and they're going down like to these little outskirt areas that nobody used to live in. Of course, you know, I'm from Fayetteville, so I'm very familiar with Raleigh-Durham. So you may want to get your mind wrapped around the fact that you're going to have to live further out to buy the asset that you want. Rain said, any programs to help with mortgage assistance? That is a really good question. I have yet to find any programs that were helping that are currently helping with mortgage assistance. I know they were doing the mortgage deferments, but they're making those people now pay back. If anything, um, reach out or look on the paperwork when you get your mortgage statement and see if they have anything in your state or in your area to assist with mortgage assistance. But do also call your mortgage servicer and see if they have any internal programs to help you or defer one month or two months to the end of your mortgage term to give you some reprieve if you are experiencing any difficulties right now. Chris said, thoughts on using personal home for Airbnb rental? I know people that do it. It depends on what, what you're comfortable with. Personally, I'm not comfortable with someone knowing where I personally lay my head. But if you are comfortable, do it. If you're not comfortable, don't. Jimmy Jenkins said, prices are still way too high. We're seeing a leveling off, slight decline in prices, but I don't see a crash. crash. No, it's not. And we're not going to get back to pre-pandemic levels because there's still too much demand. Exactly. It's just, it's just way too much demand. And that's a shout out to our millennials because they are now more educated about the home buying property. So they are buying property, whether they're buying a condo, whether they're buying multiple properties, buying homes is something that is really cool to do right now. And people understand the value. 
So shout out to them because they're the ones coming in in that generation that are strictly like, I'm buying, I'm not renting, I'm buying. And they're staying focused, which is helping shift our market and shift um, the home ownership rates as well. Let me see this. LaDavid Williams said, is it possible for me and my wife to qualify for an FHA loan on separate property in Georgia? Example, I have one property in my name and one property in her name. Hmm. I'm going to say this. I wouldn't feel comfortable telling you yes, because it sounds like to me there could possibly be some type of mortgage fraud here. Not saying that's what you're doing, but you can't get an FHA loan unless it is a primary residence. So if it's not going to be your primary residence, put your 20% down like everybody else and make it an investment property. However, if both you and your wife own properties that you will not be living in, that means you own this one, he owns it, she owns that one, you're both going to be moving out and getting into one house. And then in that one house, you're going to use FHA financing. Then yes, I want to make sure we're very clear here. There is no question that you can ask me that I will answer illegally to help y'all out. Okay? We <laughs> Not one. Keith said, if your plan is to build a real estate portfolio, what should you do on your first home so that you set yourself up for the next one? Buy the property with understanding your entrance and your exit strategy. Don't overpay for the property. Get the nicest home on the, like, get the prettiest home, the ugliest home on the nicest block. Make sure that the, the values that you want and there is some room for growth in that area. And when you bring in, when you actually own the property and now you're ready to find the next one, stop thinking about your dream home. Look at these as just pieces to a puzzle. And that puzzle will be complete once you reach your full real estate portfolio. Don't be emotionally attached trying to buy a multi-million dollar mini mansion just to prove something to people that you don't have nothing to prove to. Cassie said, do you have any advice for any for a 70 plus year old homeowner with property that is in need of several major repairs in terms of getting equity capital from the property for the repairs without selling it? Yes, I would definitely look into a HELOC, a, a home equity line of credit. A lot of that can be used to repair and beautify the property. So I would look into a home equity line of credit. And I'm not, I, I don't want to overstep, but also if they're that seasoned, look into reverse mortgages and, and find someone that specializes in reverse mortgages. Those will help a lot as well. Zoe has said, what do you suggest your agents do with their commission checks, new agents? Oh my God, cut it up. And I don't mean cut it up. I mean, cut it like a pie. I, you gotta, You gotta pay your taxes. So when you get paid, immediately take a quarter of that and put it somewhere that you don't have to worry about because you got to pay taxes and then put the order other quarter up because you are now a business owner. So you have operations expenses to actually run your business. So that means um, paying for marketing, paying for all that stuff, put that other part up, then save the other quarter. And then the other quarter of that commission could be things that you live off of. If you could do that in a perfect world, I would say do it over and over and over again. And before you know it, you have enough money saved. And now with all this stuff shifting, we got to do all these video marketing. You have enough money to pay someone to do your professional marketing and pay for leads or whatever you need to run your business. But y'all be forgetting about the taxes part. Don't forget. Don't ever forget. You got to pay them. 
<laughs> Olson said, with the market the way it is, some places would it, would it be more cost effective to buy the lot of land and just build the land? Hmm. Yes, that's what I said earlier. If I had a choice, I would 100% buy me some land and build exactly what I want. If you can find you a good contractor and get you a good company to, that has your back, I would 100% do so. So you can guarantee that you're getting exactly what you want out of a home. Another question. SFD said, my last question, would you say brick homes are better than wood homes? I have not seen many wood homes here. Um, most of them are using hardy plank, but people love brick. Brick is something, but you can, there's like this plank that's like cement and it's so many different ways to build a home. I don't have a preference. I'm, I'm looking for things that are sturdy. So, but if it's an older home, if I had to choose between an older home and if it was brick and it was wood, I'm taking the brick every day because termites are real and they could eat a house alive. So I would take brick if I had to choose from an older home. Isaiah said, what are the types of properties to purchase in Philly, Delaware, New Jersey? The people that I see investing in Philly, Delaware, and Jersey, they call them like the two flats. So those are the ones that have like, they're like duplexes, but they are vertical. Um, they go up. I see a lot of those in those areas, um, Philly, Jersey, and Delaware. And what I do like about y'all real estate is y'all actually have real estate where there's commercial at the bottom, um, especially in the city of Philly. So if I were you, I would definitely look into commercial and look into duplexes or two flats or however y'all call them, the ones that vertically go up. Are you looking in the Inglewood area in Chicago? I like to look, I don't, it was this place that Roshana took me. <laughs> I think it was, I, I hate the quote, it was like South Chicago. She, South Side. She, she had me in the South Side and she took me to this place and it was called Italian, but it wasn't Italian food. It was soul food, but either or. I like that area because that's where I'm seeing a lot of people invest. And that is where Rashana has been investing. I seen her portfolio. I saw her work. And those would be areas I would be interested in. All right. Royalty said tiny homes. What type of loan is needed? A loan? Any loan. Like just because it's tiny don't mean it ain't mighty. All right. Like let me tell y'all something. <laughs> a tiny home is just a, a, a smaller home. You just need to get a regular loan, whether, whether that's conventional, <laughs> get you a conventional loan, get you a regular loan. There is no specialty home for tiny home. It's just a loan. Someone said, would it, Ayana said, would it make more sense for a four family home in New York via FHA? Yes. Now, one thing I have learned because I talk to Matt all the time and I know it's expensive in New York. Baby, I would get me someone to help me pay that rent because I could never. And I love New York, but I couldn't. Like y'all, oh, it's, it's too expensive. Somebody got to help me pay this mortgage expeditiously. If I was in NYC, I would 100% get me a duplex or a quadruplex. Somebody going to have to pay most of this overhead. Absolutely. 100% yes. <laughs> um, Superfly Nuka said, are there any programs that benefit veterans that's home investors? That is a really good question. And I would tell you to go to the USAA website or go to Veterans United website and look that up because I am not an expert in that. But I personally think if there is something, it would definitely be on Veterans United. Look it up on that website. 
Isaiah said, what are some key renovations that will increase the home value? Absolutely. Let's talk about it. The kitchen. The kitchen is on the very tip top of the list. Kitchen, curb appeal. That means the exterior look of, look of the home. And if you can do anything to the owner suite, the owner suite, we do not call it the masters because ain't nobody the master of me, honey. It is the owner suite because I am the owner. So in this owner suite, um, you definitely want to beautify the owner suite and have a really nice bathroom. Um, if you redo the roof, the roof adds value to the property. Um, brand new roofs add value. New HVAC systems add value. Those are the things that add the value. HVAC, roof, kitchen upgrade, owner suite upgrade, and curb appeal. Uh, Monty said, as a beginner, what was your way of educating yourself? Any specific books or seminars? Absolutely. So I read this book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Agent. That was kind of cool. Didn't give me where I needed to go. So I started to listen to different podcasts. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure. There's also the Bigger Pockets podcast. I listened to them a lot um, as I was growing my career. I would literally get on YouTube and just watch people and talk about investing and building. Even before I started getting into development, I started to watch YouTube channels about people building their own properties to give me the confidence. Um, most of the books that I have read are about business leadership and real estate own and being a great real estate professional. I started to learn more about investing because naturally as a real estate um, you know, broker, I'm around it so much. I learned so much. But if I were you, I would start with something that is free and that's useful. And I would certainly 100% say double down on watching some YouTube videos and get you some good books. Shout out to MG the Mortgage Guy. He has House Hackonomics. Um, he just dropped. I actually purchased a lot of those. My whole family has those, those books. Everybody got them. Um, get you that book if you want to learn about house hacking. And he has more coming. Comment, like, and subscribe, y'all. I've been talking for an hour and a half. Let me drink some more of my ginger ale. I think we're going to wrap this up. All right. We're going to wrap this up, guys. I'm going to answer just one more question. Um, I like that one. Mr. Ishmael said, when trying to establish an estate, buy large acres and subdivide, do you, do you need approval from the most counties? Yes. Let me tell you something. You can't subdivide just because you want to. You actually go, when me and my husband went and sat down in front of the people, it's a small town, so I'm thinking we're going to be in a huge room. We're in a table this big, and everybody's looking at you, and they want you to tell them your plans and what you're going to do. Yes, you can't subdivide just because you choose to. You have to present your plans to the zoning department, and you have to make an appointment. You have to show them what you're doing. What they want to know is how is your build, how is your community that you're building going to help the community overall. Don't think about yourself. So when you're looking to build the piece of advice I'm going to tell y'all, don't walk into the room talking about how much money you're going to make. Walk into the room about talking about how much value you're going to add to their community. If you want those people to sign off and approve your plans, talk about what the value is going to bring to them, not the money you're going to make because they don't care. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Please comment, like, and subscribe. If you like more videos like this, let us know. Um, <laughs> one thing I'm going to always stand for, I'm going to stand behind owner, home ownership. I'm going to stand behind anyone that wants to continue to build wealth through real estate because we deserve it. Um, a lot of people here on here are minorities, and a lot of us, we're so far behind 
the the starting block because we don't believe or don't understand the value of home ownership. So you are on the Rants and Gems Real Estate Podcast. We are going to talk about advocating for you to own something. In the words of Aisha Selden, own some shit. And we mean that literally and figuratively. I'm so appreciative for you guys tuning in. Like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This was fun. Um, I hope you guys learned some things. And I hope that you take this information. Take what you need. Leave what you don't want. But own some shit. Walk away from this knowing that. All right? My name is Kiana Watson. License number 317576. Thank you so much for tuning in to another incredible episode of the Rants and Gems show. Bye, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.